Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Don't miss the premiere of Charmed, this Sunday, October 14th at 9, 8 central. You will say that. I have majorly stuck in my head just the beginning of just I'm alone in my house. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out on the town. (laughs) I'm alone in my house. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is an all-new episode of Who's There for, what is today? Friday, October 13th. Ooh, it's Friday the 13th. Ooh, spooky. Is that what it is? I don't know. Don't, we're not doing it no, on... It, it's really dangerous to say what day it is when it's, it's not 12. the day. It's the 12th. Ooh, spooky. Because when you record a couple days before, it's like, I don't know. It's the October 12th. It's not Friday the 13th, but it's close. That right? doesn't count, or beyond It's close. Didn't the new Halloween come out today? That's cool. Yeah, that was. I. I didn't. Like, Are you gonna see it? No, I don't really know anything about the Halloween lore. Do you? Oh yeah, but I. But the fun thing about this Halloween lore, I don't know a lot. I'm not like a master at it. But the fun thing about this Halloween movie is that it pretends that all the other sequels don't exist. Oh, so it's like it's rebooting and rejuvenating. But it's like, what if all the other Halloween sequels didn't happen, but Judy Greer is Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter? <laughs> I support that. Like, those, that's yeah. the only thing that I know. I did watch the trailer and it, I was freaked. It did look genuinely scary versus like... like scary silly. Like a lot of the sequels are scary silly, right? This looks very do you, scary. Do you know who... Who directed it? No. Judy Greer. Uh, I wish. Indie Them, Real Who, David Gordon Green. Oh, weird. Yeah, isn't that weird? You what? know who co-wrote it? What? Who? Him? Danny McBride. Weird. Oh, so it's, it's very weird. So it's going to have like moments. Yeah. All right. Well, give give Jamie Lee some laugh lines. I like that. You know? I love Jamie Lee. Me too. I love Jamie Lee. Me too. Well, I, the reason why it's scary is because she's such a good actress. And like, th- <laughs> like it's, no, it's silly. Like when they hold up that mask, like when it's like, and she's like, I knew, I knew he was coming. I was like, oh, it's kind of scary. <laughs> I love, I mean, to be fair, we haven't seen the movie, but and this is all based on the trailer. But in the trailer, when she's like creating some like den of horrors in this like shed. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, I've been preparing for decades. But then like her daughter, Judy Greer is very normal. And there's a scene where Judy Greer is like, mom, what are you, what are you doing? And it's like, how did you not know she's been like this? If for you three told decades, me that, that the real Jamie Lee Curtis had been preparing a den of horrors, like in her life, I would believe you. And that also has like yogurt stashed away or something. Like I would believe Activia. like she, her den has like knives, you know, like all those like weapons, a bunch of Activia in case she gets like stuck there for an extended period of time and like can't go, you know, to the bathroom or whatever. Like I would believe you. What's your favorite Jamie Lee performance? True Lies. It is True Lies. <laughs> it's probably True it Lies. It is True Lies. True Lies is a really important movie to me. It's like the first action movie I ever liked as a kid. It's good. Like, it's kind of a nightmare. Action. Like watching it as an adult, you're like, oh, <laughs> but she's great in it. No, she's but like great. everyone's great in it. And it's like actually kind of like it's good. It's really good. It's it's yeah. le- it's it's very good. What's your favorite Jamie Lee Curtis performance? My girl. Remember, she's like the makeup yes. artist for the dead That's people. a very, very My good girl. performance. And also a very t- hard <laughs> performance because she's like the stepmom. So it's like you're supposed to be like, hmm, but then she's like sweet. She's good. Mm-hmm. She's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to really start the episode now. Lindsay, you're going to hate this call. Okay, 
So The Cure is obviously an Alley song that was cut from the movie, right? I remember you guys saying that that song sounds like it was made for a movie, and in the movie it's supposed to be some hit song, like within the world of the movie. And you said that, and it sounds exactly like an Alley song, and I think you were right. Do you think you were right? Good form, Bellathorne. Do we think we were right? We always think we were right. We're always right. We're always right. I don't know if you know this, but we're always right. Here's what I think. And this can very easily be confirmed or denied like in a minute. And so it could be very wrong. Okay, I'm. that's a bad way to start this. But what I think is The Cure was written in the like alley writing sessions. Like when mm-hmm. they first started writing songs like God, for the movie. I can't wait for that album in like 10 years. The alley oh, sessions. God, oh. I pray that we get it. And I think that they were like, this song is honestly good, like too good for the movie in terms of like what we're going for because... But still not great. But still not great. (laughs) But I think Gaga was like, oh, I'm like going to selfishly just release this song now. The weirdest thing ever, I think, is that there's a song on the soundtrack called Heal Me that has the same plot as The Cure. (laughs) Like it's the same song. (laughs) The Cure is an alley song about Jackson, clearly. Right, Clearly. but Heal Me is like the song that comes before that. Like the the yeah. it's like the precur, precure. Yeah. Anyways, yes. so I think Heal Me like took its place, strangely. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like a less good cure. Yeah. And didn't she debut the cure at the Coachella where she filmed Star is Born? Yeah, so people thought, mm-hmm. oh, like that's gonna this be This is an alley song. Right, which but I think I we think said on the podcast. Also could have been a fake out. Yeah. But also been. we we said that because we're smart, but also I think we were kind of stupid because clearly she wouldn't have released that song if it was part of the movie. Well, maybe it was just because, like, Joanne was sort of a flop and she knew this song would, like, chart sort of. And it did sort of chart. Oh, it did chart for sure. It did pretty it's well. One of the, it's one of her – it's always in the top – near the top of her Spotify. Spotify most played, which is funny. Fun, it's funny. That no, the Cure it makes is sense. one of the top songs. It's, it's also just – it's also just – I think there was some like weird scheduling writing snafu that where the cure got written and it was like, oh, I just want to like put this out. It's very good. Uh, we can like use the other songs because if you listen to the songs on the soundtrack that are alleys, quote unquote, they're they not as like good the as cure. the cure. I mean, they're good. But they sound like the cure. They sound, but they, yeah, they're in the, in the realm. Anyway, so we got a few calls about Dakota Johnson, like not being pregnant or whatever, but then this is the, this was the best one. And here's. Just Hi, Who Weekly, medium time, a listener, medium time caller. I just wanted to call about Dakota Johnson's pregnancy. So I was at that charity concert that Chris Martin was at during Gwyneth Paltrow's wedding, and it was Global Citizen Festival here in New York, and of course, it has been freaking hot all fall, so a million people packed into the Grey Lawn in Central Park. We're all wearing tank tops. We are all sweating our asses off. And all these celebrities are coming out on stage talking about charity things. Dakota Johnson comes out on stage. She is wearing a huge, long, wool Gucci coat, completely covering her stomach. It looks like she's wearing, like, a little, like, silk dress underneath that goes all the way to the floor. Just this huge coat. It, like, went to her ankles. And the first thing I thought was, is she pregnant? Definitely the type of thing that you wear when you're hiding a pregnancy. And I just didn't really care that much to Google it, but after hearing this week's episode, 
can confirm Dakota Johnson definitely is pregnant, and she was hiding it at the charity concert that Chris Martin was at. All right, goodbye. Good form. Ugh, I cannot say that. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Okay, so you heard it from this caller. Dakota Johnson is definitely pregnant because she saw the long Gucci coat, and frankly, I agree. That's what we said. <laughs> Clap if you agree. Audience, audience, Dakota Johnson pregnant. Clap if you agree. This is like Wendy Williams. We don't, I wish we had a yeah. Wendy Williams audience to clap if they agreed. So wait, people called and said she wasn't pregnant? Well, people called and said, oh, well, she released a statement saying that she wasn't pregnant. Uh, of course she did. Blah, blah, blah. She's pregnant. Yeah. She's pregnant. She celebrated her birthday believe with, me. You better believe with pink if, and blue balloons my ass. Like, get out of del- here. <laughs> if the Daily Mail reported that I was pregnant, you better believe I would release a statement that said I wasn't. Wait, did you see – can you read this? First of all, like the Daily Mail reported that it wasn't – the Daily Mail, like, of course, reported 14 different articles, 14 different ways. That's their that's their style. It's like she is pregnant, but then like an article about how she isn't pregnant. It's like whatever article you want, you get, you know? So they, <laughs> yes. they had one that was like, oh, you know, she said she's not pregnant. And somebody wrote the most amazing comment that I feel like we should read that yeah, definitely read proves that she's pregnant. When you sent pregnant. me this, I was – I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I lived in England from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky wrote, hard to say. <laughs> hard to say. Hard to say. It could very well be a B-Day party, but no one is carrying presents. Good point. Good And instead of balloons point. being released, it looks like they, it looks like the line they were tied to just broke and they floated into the air. Release balloons don't float away in a single file line. If it was a birthday party, those balloons look pretty basic if that's all they use for decorations. Plus, she doesn't seem like the type to use pink and balloon arches for anything other than to announce a pregnancy. That is honestly so smart. The most compelling argument. Give this guy his law degree, send him into court. Like this case is settled. It's settled. I don't know if the I don't know if you want a lawyer who begins arguments with hard to say. I mean, he's but he, he other than that, off. this is he, a lawyer. It's a crescendo. Um, thank you so much. Uh, wish I lived in England. <laughs> From Louisville, Kentucky. From Louisville. I mean, honestly, same. Wish I lived in England. Okay, next call. That's a compelling argument. Next call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Meet time, medium time. So I uh, had to pause the episode talking about Giselle and her twin sister Patricia. So I. Um, had a friend um, back in LA. She's a little bit older than me, but she was Giselle's assistant for a long time. So she worked alongside Patty, you know, for like uh, scheduling and all that kind of stuff. And um, my friend told me that Patty was like always just kind of in the sidelines, but you know, she was always so helpful and so complimentary of her sister, the supermodel uh, Giselle. And, but yeah, she was always just kind of like in the background, but people still treated her really well. And they, I think when they first saw her, like they, maybe it for a second, they thought that it was Giselle, but it was just her twin sister, Patty. Um, but yeah, my friend who also worked for the Giselle team always said that Patty was so great and actually, you know, a wonderful, caring sister and cared so much about her family and about Giselle. And that always made me feel good. So yeah, that is your follow up to the Bunchen Munchkin segment. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. We oh love God, Patty. Patty, I love you. Patty's so c- supportive of her sister. Uh, Patty. That. If any of you have other Patty stories to share, don't call. Always call in. <laughs> we always want Patty stories. We always want Rita Ora stories, but mostly we want Patty stories. Okay. So awesome. please call in. Good to Next know. Next call. Hey, y'all. Not first time, long time. Um, wow, I have a cold. I'm hearing it now. 
Bobby, you just blew my mind about this helium shortage. Did not know that this was a thing, all right? So I wanted to ask, is helium a who or a them? And, like, are all the noble gases them? What are some other them elements, you know? Um, anyway, good form, Bella Thorne. Hair, body, face, I'll never love again. Bye. Love you. Bye. This is, like, this is a troll call. When they... <laughs> When this podcast lays to rest. I'm still and laughing. They, I've listened to it three times. When this podcast gets laid to rest and they remember us for something, it'll be like, remember when that guy called in and asked about noble gases being who's and them's and then ended his call with hair, body, face? <laughs> it's so funny. So what do we think about helium? No, Is I it refuse a who or them? to even engage with this call because it's dragging me to hell and I know it. I'm sorry. Well, do you want to at least reference the other noble gases? What are they, Bobby? They're um, Google <laughs> helium. No, they're helium. They're argon. They're krypton. I don't know much about her. Xenon. I know she's a Disney Channel. There's radon. I know he's radioactive. And then there's neon. The only them's are neon, helium, neon. <laughs> and I think radon because no, I think no. krypton. No, krypton. And neon and helium. Yeah, neon krypton and is only the... because people think of it's it's Superman. People related. think it's the wrong thing. <laughs> it's it's definitely just helium and neon. That's it. I can't believe we just answered this question, caller. You are a troll. I want to play a lot of Starsborn calls because a lot of you called in with your reactions to Starsborn. We just want to play them unfiltered. We just want you to express yourselves because we all know how excited you are about a Starsborn and Allie and Jackson. Can't wait to see you all wearing the Allie merch because I know that Lindsay and I are going to buy those t-shirts. Right, Lindsay? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you going to buy an Allie shirt? You're already yawning. How okay. much are they? <laughs> I am yawning. How much are they? But before we get into the actual calls, listen to this call because I didn't know this. I may be late to the game on this, but Halsey's real name is Ashley, and Halsey is Ashley if you mix the first four letters up. Good form, Bella Thorne. I didn't know that. Lindsay did. Of course, you got it. That's like the number one thing you know about Halsey is that her real name's Ashley. No, it's not. Okay, there's We've not a We've been calling Gerald G. Easy and Halsey Ashley and Gerald forever. Okay, I knew that, but I didn't ever put together that Halsey was a like a jumble yes, of Ashley. Yes, it's a jumble of Ashley. Here's your Starsborn calls. Please enjoy. A Starsborn is the best movie I have probably ever seen. Um, there was not a dry eye at the end, and I could just hear sniffling while the credits was rolling. So thanks for hyping it up. Bye. Short time, short time. Still crying from the Starsborn. I'm calling because in the wake of the greatest cinematic masterpiece of 2018, A Star is Born, there's been some disagreements about what Allie stands would call themselves in the fictional Star is Born universe. I think allies is very short to the point, but there's plenty of people out there who think alligators would be the, um, would be like kind of the moniker for Allie stands, which reminds me why stands should never name themselves. Holy mother of God. Just walking out of a star is born. It's perfect. I mean, like, the most perfect movie I've ever seen in my freaking life. Holy shit. Okay, I had no idea what this movie was about. I just was like, okay, I like Lady Gaga. Like, you guys are talking about Cool, I'm going to go. What the fuck? By the time the movie was over, everybody was sobbing. I was not prepared for this. At all. I'm changed. Good form, Bella Thorne. Hi, I just saw A Star is Born. It was a masterpiece. 
all a bunch of the Chicago hooligans went together. It was the greatest experience of my life. Um, now I'm listening to the soundtrack and crying in my car. I obviously went to see Star is Born today, one, because I wanted to, two, because I, I couldn't tune in to the show unless I did. Um, and it was obviously amazing, and I've only listened to Shallow for, like, the last week. But um, I felt like I was living in your quasi-dream slash nightmare because I went to see the movie, great, went to get Duncan afterward, Dunks, Dunkies, Duncan, whatever. Um, and they gave me donut fries. They came with my coffee. So I've just been walking around with donut fries. And I thought you'd hate it. Okay, thanks. Best movie of the year. Give it all of the Oscars. Give it all the Grammys, even, because all of the original songs were fucking fire. The one thing I do have to say, though, is that Halsey couldn't act her way out of a prison riot. Okay, she had one line, and the delivery was like the fakest, fakey, Mickey thing I've ever heard in my life. She was present and on camera for one of the movies, like, absolutely climactic moments and I was completely taken out of that moment because like I could see her like in the frame and I was like wait what what are you doing here why why hi guys I just got out of a star is born and I'm emotionally destroyed and I brought a bunch of my friends who had no idea what they were seeing and they're like really mad at me because they're really sad now um but I just want to thank you guys for keeping me so up to date on all the movies that we have to see immediately. I saw Mamma Mia, like, right when it came out because of you guys, and I saw Star Wars Born today because I was, like, not about to miss the event of the century, um, and it was fucking worth the wait, and you guys part of that, so thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go cry now, I guess. I'm obsessed with the Star Wars Born, of course, as we all are. Um, I very much don't want you all to end the segment because I think that there's a possibility of a new segment, sort of, because we have the whole award season still ahead of us. I know we're talking about Gaga, we're talking about Bradley, we're talking about all of these incredible performances and the film itself, but I think we really need to give big appreciation to the biggest who, who should be a them, Charlie Cooper, Bradley Cooper's dog, who <laughs> plays his own dog in the movie and won an award by PETA. Thank you. Good form, Bellathorn. Lindsay, I know you did, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Did you watch the pilot to Charmed? Not the old Charmed, the new Charmed. Of course. I mean, I've seen both, as you know. <laughs> I am a Charmed head. I am also excited about the new Charmed, Is that so what yes. Called? Is no, that they're called charm I made that heads? up. I made that up. What should we call them? Charmers. They're like charmers. the charmed ones or something. Oh, well, I guess charmers. that would be them, not me. Charmers? I think charmers is fun. Okay, so as charmed ones is cute and on brand, but I think charmers is a little more fun. So as a charmanizer, I <laughs> <laughs> I watched the pilot of the new charmed, and I thought it was so fun. I was so like, it was such a nice, warm feeling to like. They're back. It was very, we talked about this after watching it. It just felt, it felt very nostalgic, just like the tone and, and the, the, even just like the colors and the location. It felt like I was back in the nineties watching the craft or like practical magic or the original charmed. Right. Or like Buffy. It just felt very like reminiscent and like fun and not kind of like too spooky, scary, but like just spooky, scary enough. Just spooky, scary enough. Like it opens with a spooky, scary and then it ends with a spooky, scary. But it's, but it's spooky, scary, like 
the way that I want it, not like I'm watching a horror movie. Because I don't, if I wanted to watch a horror movie, I'd watch a horror movie. Or like American Horror Story, which is like genuinely terrifying. This It's a it's a very, it's filled with who's, but it has themmy name recognition. What is the show about? So this show, it is, you know, a reboot of the original Charm. So if you if you are a Charmanizer and have watched the original Charm. <laughs> I can't do a Charmanizer. Then you know it is about uh, three sisters who come together and realize that they're witches. Um... And in this Charmed, they're two sisters who kind of have a rocky relationship and then a third sister who kind of like appears out of nowhere. You will you will. She's see. an older sister and she's like, hi, it's me, your long lost sister. And right. they're like, what? Right. And so like something traumatic happens, like the mom is gone and basically, well, you see this in the trailer, so you already know, like the mom like falls out a window very mysteriously and then like all the sisters are like, what? And then they're like, what are we going to do? And it's like, you have magic powers. I'm like, oh God. So that's. How we get started. <laughs> I mean, you know this plot if you know the Charmed original show. Yeah, I know, but it's the perfect plot. I love I love when people find out they have powers and they're like, here we go. And they're just like, well. And it's nice because the, the powers are like the same type of powers. So it's like the, the you have the freeze power. You have the mind reader power. You have the move stuff power, like the classic witchy powers. Which is your favorite power? If you had to pick one of those powers, which would it be? Because I think I have an answer. I don't want the mind reading one. I always yeah, get never, very, never, very never, uncomfortable when I see the, never. the mind reading. It's like having a mind reading power is like reading the comments. No, it's no terrible. All the time. Comments all the time. Um, <laughs> I guess I'd want the move stuff power because I'm lazy. What did you want? Moves moves the spin drift to your face. Honestly, like moves the laundry into the other pile. Yeah, opens the dryer, moves laundry in. I mean, I always have like the, you know, the Matilda fantasy where it's like, you know, you're just moving stuff all around and it's all like dancing and floating. <laughs> but it's playing that song. Wait, You would turn on a different song. Yeah. Mine, I think mine is the stop time. So you could do what? I don't know. Just stop time and like compose myself. Oh, I see. You know? That's, that's like, very Give me a second. You. That's very Give me a you. second. Like getting overwhelmed in a situation. Being getting like, overwhelmed and being like, I need to, I need a, I need a moment and then like meditate for 90 minutes and then, and then it's 90. like nothing happened. <laughs> meditate. Bobby's like, I've been at this party for 45 years. You guys just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's already stopped But time. do you, here's the question. Do you age when you freeze time? Like who freezes time? Melanie Diaz freezes time. We haven't talked about the people in it. So there's Melanie Diaz, Madeline Mantock, and Sarah Jeffrey. Melanie Diaz's character is the one who can freeze time. Also, she's queer character. Queer character. Yeah, that's another great thing. Alert. So New Charmed is like super woke. And so everything is just like very 2018-ized, you know? Mm-hmm. You have these three actresses. These are their names, their real names, their actresses' yes. names. So um, Melanie Diaz, the one that freezes time, she was in Fruitvale Station. The She was in The First Purge. She's somehow in the Oscars Academy, which is charming. Charming. <laughs> charming. Oh. I know. And um, Madeline Mantock, who she, she's Macy. She's British IRL, which is uh, you can't tell. And she's the new she's the new sister who's like, hi, it's me, your sister. And then Sarah Jeffrey, she's Canadian. Wow, they're all like from many different places. And she was on that show Wayward Pines, which was like the Twin Peaks uh, ripoff show that everyone really liked. So, what are you looking forward to in this season of Charmed? Like, what do you think? What do you think could happen? Well, I like the I like the idea that there are going to be new monsters every every time like new demons i love new demons like a new different type of demon what was fun about charm is that it followed the structure that was very like law and order which i hope this one does too procedural it's procedural so every episode you can kind of take separately even though there are through lines of plot where you're kind of like Mm -hmm. a new demon with a new issue another demon with a new issue this demon has a weird issue this demon you know like it was kind of a fun thing and i'm mostly also very excited to see how the powers exist in like woke 2018 world 
Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, they're really setting use... up a universe where like everyone is very thoughtful and, and they consider their actions and they talk about their actions. Right. So it's like when you have all these powers, how is that going to work right. in this universe? Right. Like and you, I'm really excited. you stopping time at a party to like give yourself some self-care is like a truly 2018 <laughs> version of this, you know? I don't know. Charmed writers, if you're listening, add it into the second season, you know? <laughs> What are you most looking forward to? I'm excited for whatever love situation they give them because mm-hmm. if you remember in the original Charmed, like Holly Marie Combs falls in love with um with like a demon slash like mm-hmm. angel or whatever he's called. Yeah. I forget. He's called like a white lighter, a white lighter. Mm-hmm. God, I like have not watched in a while. Um, but their romance is like very much central to the show. So I, I know that Charmed loves to play with kind of like like illicit romance and I'm just curious how they're going to do it. I'm excited. And honestly, I'm just thrilled that they kept the original font. <laughs> they kept the original font. Point is, Charmed premieres October 14th, Sunday at 9, 8 central on the CW. You're going to love it. It's filled with who's. They're probably going to become thems because we all know how the CW works. And they use the font. Hello, this is Danielle from Los Angeles calling to give you guys an update about Kat Dennings. So thank God you didn't skip over it because this is huge. Um, my roommates and I went out for a late brunch, walk in, immediately see none other than Kat Dennings sitting at a table at a nearby restaurant in Los Angeles, California. She was in a meeting, okay? And everybody had binders. That's how we know it's a meeting. So it looks as if Kat Dennings is working on something. was unclear what it might have been. We did Google it. And you know what? Um, We did find an answer, but I actually don't remember what it was. Um, I just um, had to violently pull over and give you this information if this is information. Anyway, Kat Dennings is up to something. Good form, Bella. Porn. Bye. Kat Dennings was spotted with a binder. She is up to something. This caller pulled over her, her car to say that she saw Kat Dennings signing something in a binder, but then looked it up and already forgot what it was that she looked up, but had to kill us anyway. I mean, she pulled anyway. over. She had to complete the call, apparently. Good for you for being <laughs> anyway, safe in Los Angeles, California. I know. I do appreciate that. She's doing Croods to a movie called Dollface. Bobby did look and, it up. <laughs> um, a CBS show slash maybe miniseries called How May We Hate You. <clears throat> Shangela's in it. God, mm. what is up with my voice? Ugh, I don't know. Okay, next call. Hi. So I was wondering where Charlotte Church is. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Do you know where Charlotte Church is? I have no idea. Can you just remind me who Charlotte Church is? Charlotte Church was that singer who got famous in the 90s because she was like young and had a voice. Like Christians she was love young her, right? And had a good voice. Like Christians, Christians love oh, yeah. her. Christians love her. She like, loves love. singing. She was very holy at first, but then she went pop and the Christians were very scandalized because she went pop. But fortunately, the pop career didn't really like <laughs> Yeah, take. what was her pop career? Like she had one song, right? That's so, that's crazy.
Okay, so the reason the caller called in is because she hasn't, like, released an album in a long time. And she used to be on, she had a show called The Charlotte Church Show, which was, like, a talk show. But it didn't really last that long. But the most recent news is actually fairly recent, July. I want to open a secondary school. Mm. That's what she's doing. She says, this is something I'm so passionate about. And I think it's something I want to do with the rest of my life. That's great. It's something about whales. Who cares? Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, Long time, long time. Um, I'm calling because of a them involved in some very hooey activities. I'm, of course, talking about Drew Barrymore, um, who has been apologized to by the Hollywood Foreign Press because of an interview published in an Egyptian airplane magazine. Um, could you please break down this um, feud that is happening between Drew Barrymore and the Hollywood Foreign Press over an Egyptian airplane magazine? Uh, good for Bella Thorne. Thank you. This story, I still kind of don't know what's going on with this. It's definitely a slow burn. So let's start from the beginning because maybe people don't know. It was a viral tweet that went around with pictures of a magazine. It was Egypt mm-hmm. Air's like in-flight magazine, which if you know, if you read in-flight or on-train magazines, Amtrak magazines they're or all a magazine, they're all like slightly off, right? There's always like something a little bit like dated about it because it's been yeah. in the plane or on the train for a long time, which is kind of charming. This one is even more off because it was probably originally written in Arabic and then translated right. to English. So, so it's like even stranger. Okay, but let's, we'll get there. But like, so there's pictures of this magazine and when you read the magazine, it's this article about Drew Barrymore with photos of Drew Barrymore that look like stock photos. But the article is very strange. There's an intro and the intro is kind of all about how written very weirdly about how Drew Barrymore has had 14 failed relationships and now she's... I mean, the lead of the article goes... (laughs) Read it. Drew, it's Drew Barrymore, colon. Motherhood is the most important role in my life. Um, Okay, then we start with... Despite being unstable in her relationships most of her life, despite the several unsuccessful marriages and despite the busy life of Starden that dominated her life for several years, the beautiful American Hollywood actress Drew Barrymore has recently decided to temporarily take an unlimited vacation to play her most crucial role as a mother. Unlimited vacation is really funny. So it's sort of... <laughs> it's really funny to me. <laughs> it's sort of like, like, is she retiring? That's sort of what it's saying. But it's just like, it's, it's, you're right. It's written weirdly. It's, it's written as if it has been passed through Google Translate two times, which is where you like, you know, you pass through, and you then pass this back. Line, this line they love. Everyone quotes this line. It is known that Barrymore has had almost 17 relationships. 17. Engagements. 17. Engagements. <laughs> engagements and marriages. Semicolon. Psychologists believe that her behavior is only natural since she lacked the male role model in her life after her parents' divorce when she was only nine years old. (laughs) It's very much like, it's like that we talk about it where those, um, those experts send mass emails to press right after like anything happens in the news and they're like, divorce expert, like, yes, uh, I love those people. Jenna Wall will talk to you all about divorce, even though she has no idea what the specifics are. It's like, they talk to an expert. But... So who wrote this again? What's the name of the person who wrote this? Ada Tekla. That person apparently is on is in the Hollywood Foreign Press. This was very strange. Okay, yeah. So that person tweeted, I guess. I mean, it was on I was it, it was unclear whether it was actually that. <laughs> that person tweeted, this article is cuz cuz Drew Barrymore's people and a lot of people were like this is fake cuz it <laughs> is a funny fake. But then Egypt Air retweeted the writer who said it was real. So Egypt Air was like, "No, it's real." And the writer was like, "It's real." And like Egypt Air refuses to back that. It was very strange. So the writer so the writer's Twitter which had like was kind of sus cuz it like just been started to make this statement so it's a little bit weird when that happens Mm -hmm. everyone said it was real right then 
like Drew Barrymore's people were like, oh, this is like, we don't stand behind this. This is not real. So Drew Barrymore's people are saying it's not real. Egypt Air is saying it's real. And what's the latest update with this? It says there's an advertising agency that I guess helps create the magazine. I don't understand. So it says... That makes sense. The airline in a statement made late Monday, which is this Monday, said it had an agreement with Al Al Aram Advertising Agency, which edits articles and interviews for the Egyptian carrier's in-flight magazine, Oris. So the agency in charge of the magazine says, it is a product of the editor's creativity. We apologize for any misunderstanding that might be interpreted as an offense to the great artist. What? So now the agency who, like, has an agreement with the magazine says it's not real. But Egypt Air still says it's real. I'm just really confused. And also, and literally five days ago, the Hollywood Foreign Press, the Hollywood Foreign Press apologized for, like, one of their members doing this, like, terrible interview. But it was so strange because it's like, why are they getting involved, you know? Because I guess she was a president. I, it's just it's just so it's such a such a it's weird. weird it's such a weird story it's weird who's the who and them here the magazine <laughs> i guess egypt airs a them horus is definitely a who because in-flight magazines are who's in-flight magazines are who's and in-flight magazine articles are hooey like in-flight in-flight art in-flight magazine features are usually pretty hooey mm-hmm. and ada tecla definite who we're going to be hearing from him in the future. I just feel like this I, isn't I, I resolved. Like, it's a little frustrating no. for me. I feel like it's, it's like everyone's over. apologized for everyone else and it's not over. It's going to get weirder, I think. And it's just like from one viral tweet with like pictures of a magazine. Anyways, who knows? Like we wouldn't even it's, – it's unlikely that we even have this, you know, to right. to talk about. Um, And with that, I think we're done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Who's There this week. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Call us at 619-WHO-THEM if you have comments or questions. Or again, if you want to talk about Patty Boonshkin. Or um, Noble Gases. Or Noble Gases. Don't do that. Lindsay will get mad. (laughs) And I think that's it. That's all we have to say, right? That's all we have to say. Bye. You will drive us. Yeah. Yeah. They want to know. That's it. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Don't miss the premiere of Charmed this Sunday, October 14th at 9, 8 central.